0: Luke chapter 2. Woo! That was a mouthful. <laughs> i you're laughing. Luke chapter 2. And I'm looking at the clock. I know your Christmas gifts are under the table, under the tree. You need to rush back home and open your gifts. I hear you. I'm hearing you loud and clear, Claire, we're going to get you in and out here very shortly. Luke chapter 2. Beginning from verse 1. Luke chapter 2, verse 1, and it came to pass, in those days that a decree went out from Caesar Augustus, that all the world should be registered. This, first center, this census first took place while Quirinus was governing Syria. So all went to be registered, everyone, to his own city. Joseph also went up from Galilee, out of the city of Nazareth, into Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David. I see everything on is that you? You're most welcome. Thank God for you, sir. I saw your wife, but you guys are not sitting together. In this house, husband and wife can sit together. It's it's, it's, it's permitted, sir. God bless you. Praise God. (laughs) You're most welcome. (laughs) Now, when we read of the account of Jesus' birth, there are some context information that if we're not careful, we miss. And potentially we can miss some of the things that God is trying to relate to us. In these first four verses we are told that Caesar Augustus issued a decree for everyone in that part of the world To return to the city or the place of their birth, of of their lineage, to be registered for the census. Why is that relevant to the birth of the Lord Jesus Christ? And why is that relevant to you and I today? Well, in that verse 4 we are told that Joseph and Mary lived in Galilee out of the city of Nazareth. And whoever that person is who's playing with their phone, please, would you turn it off? God bless you real good. Merry Christmas. <laughs> Joseph also went from Galilee out of the city of Nazareth into Judea to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem. So this is what's happening. Joseph and Mary were living in Galilee. Mind you, for hundreds of years, the prophecy had been given by God that out of Bethlehem, the city of David, Jesus will be born. In fact, in Micah chapter 5 verse 2, don't go there, but you're going to see that in the text in a minute. Micah spoke that prophecy over 700 years before Jesus was born. The angel spoke to Mary. She became pregnant. And it looked like Mary would deliver the baby in Galilee. Because she was pregnant and carrying the baby and living in Galilee. But in the meantime, God has spoken that the baby will be born in Bethlehem. Wow. God has a problem. He spoke that the baby will be born in Bethlehem. The pregnant woman is in Galilee. There is a problem. Oh, but not with God. Absolutely not. Even though it looked like Galilee. Is not Bethlehem. All God had to do was touch a man in authority. Who at that time was Caesar Augustus? Who thought that in fact he Caesar was in authority? Yes. Woo. Woo. He thought he Caesar was the one looking to have a census. He thought he was the one issuing a decree to make things happen, not knowing that he, Caesar, was only a puppet, yes. whose strings was being pulled by one who is the supreme authority. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. He was acting in the earth, giving a decree, but there was one in heaven who was given a decree that decreed him. Yes. I don't know where you are today. I don't know what you are waiting for. I don't know what you are looking for. I don't know what God has spoken to you in times past that has not come to pass. That does not look like it's ever going to come to pass. I want you to know, take heart. Amen. Yes don't fret. Don't be anxious. There is a supreme God in heaven who is controlling the affairs of man and all he has to do is pull a string of a boss, a man, a woman, a child somewhere on the face of the earth and when he pulls the string they will respond. So I don't care what's happening in your life. I want you to know the devil is not in control of your life. God is in control. Hallelujah. And his plans for you are plans of peace, not of evil. To bring you to an unexpected end. If he has to move on Donald Trump to do it. If he has to move on Obama to do it. If he has to move on anyone to make it happen, he will do it. Just wait on him. Amen. Because Joseph and Mary had to take an 80-mile trip southward. Galilee was northern, Jerusalem, uh, northern Israel. Uh, Bethlehem was southern Israel. When the decree came, even though she was heavy with child, she moved. Yes. And in moving, they became aligned to the perfect will of God. I don't know who I'm speaking to today. God is going to gently move you. God is going to nudge you. Something will happen in your life to make God nudge you in a direction where you come to become in perfect alignment with his purpose, his will, and his plan for your life. And nothing can change it in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. So that's the first thing I want you to see. That God, is ruling in the affairs of man yes. to make his purpose come to pass. Yes. So even though Joseph did not understand what was going on because of his obedience, not only to God, but to government, human government authority. Augustus spoke, he obeyed. And in obeying, he found himself in Bethlehem and the rest is history. Amen? Yes. Let's move on quickly. Verse 5. Luke chapter 2 verse 5. Okay, so because it was of the house and the lineage of David to be registered with Mary his betrothed wife who was with child. Verse 6 please. Wow, it's hot. So it was that while they were there the days were completed for her to be delivered. Thank you. And she brought forth her firstborn son And wrapped him in swaddling clothes. And laid him in a manger. Because there was no room for them in the inn. Next verse. Now there was in the same country. Shepherds living out in the fields. Keeping watch over their flock by night. And behold. An angel of the Lord stood before them. And the glory of the Lord shone around them. And they were greatly afraid. Then the angel said to them, do not be afraid. For behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people. Next verse. For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be the sign to you. Now, don't forget that. Don't forget that. Don't forget that. There were many children born another time. But God wanting these shepherds to know that the one I'm about to show you is the one. How would you know? Because there will be a sign. I pray in the name of Jesus that God will show you a sign. That will help you identify his voice. In the clamoring of voices all around us. That you will be able to know with certainty. The voice of God speaking to you in Jesus name. And this will be the sign to you. What will be the sign God? Number one. You find a babe wrapped in swaddling clothes. Number two, lying in a manger. Why is this so important? Oh, look how quiet it is. This baby will be wrapped in swaddling cloth. Now, because of time, I can't take you through all the Gizalian scriptures. But you know, I've had three children. And to God's glory, I've been there each time they were born. None of them, Pastor Charles, was wrapped in swaddling clothes. None of them. None of your children were wrapped in swaddling clothes. When they were born, they put a flannel-like baby outfit on them. If it's a boy, blue. If it's a girl, pink. If it's Obama's child, I don't know what color. Rainbow, thank you. (laughs) We are not confused. If it's a boy, it's blue. If it's a girl, it's pink. No confusion. But in this case, no such thing. Swaddling cloth. But not only that, the Bible is specific that it was wrapped. Now, let me just take you to one or two scriptures to 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 to, to give that so we can move on. And again, I'm not I'm not we are not going to be. Luke twenty three. Luke chapter twenty three. In verse fifty two. Luke twenty three fifty two. This man went to Pilate and asked for the body of Jesus. Then he took it down. What was he done? Wrapped it in linen and laid it in a tomb that was honed out of the rock and where no one had ever been laid. Let's go to another one, John 11. Because out of the of three scriptures. Let every word be established. John 11 verse 44. This is Lazarus. And he who had died came out bound hand and foot with grave clothes and his face was what? Wrapped with a cloth. What's the point here? (laughs) From the birth of Jesus he was wrapped for the grave. From the birth of Jesus Christ, he was wrapped with linen. In other words, this child is bound for the grave. He was born to die. He was wrapped. In swaddling clothes, swaddling is bands of linen, like what we call in Africa, bandage. Yes. That was what we were wrapped with. Yes. So for sure, if the shepherd saw this, this is an unusual thing. Yes. You don't see a child wrapped as if they are about to be buried. Yes. But God wants you to know that his son did not come to the earth to be an engineer. He was not sent to the earth to be a doctor. He was not sent to the earth to be a lawyer. From day one, when he was born, God knew that his mission was death. How many of you in the hospital when your children were born, you say, oh man, we all have great noble ambitions. You're going to be a pilot. You are going to be a politician. No, Although I don't know about that one. You are going to be a doctor. We all want noble careers for our children. We want them to do something that will make us proud. We beat our chest and say, ah, that's my son. He's an engineer. My second one is a doctor. My third one is a lawyer. We all live out of (laughs) We all live out of the fantasies of things we never got to do but we want to sit down through our children. But not God. Revelation 13 verse 8 said, "Is the Lamb of God that was slain from before the foundation of the earth. So from the day he was born, Thank you, God already knew this one is destined to die. So he said to the shepherds, you will not find him in a carving clean gown in the hospital. No, you will not find him wearing the gushy. No, sir. No. Is it Gucci? Okay, whatever. <laughs> Hallelujah! <laughs> 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 no! He will not be wearing Oscar De Thank you very much. <laughs> <La Rente>. Ah <laughs> Salvatore Ferragamo <laughs> none of this one (laughs) he'd be wearing swaddling clothes because his destiny is to save humanity and the only way that will happen is he has to die so that's sign number one sign number two he will be lying in a manger Uh, pastor Charles even back in Enugu when you were born oh weary it was Lagos Lagos. okay Lagos (laughs) Your father and mother did not put you in a manger. No, they did not. Even Lagos Teaching Hospital has a better place to put a child. Yes. Yes. But not this one. He was placed in a manger. By definition, a feeding trough for animals you think that's a coincidence? Where else will it be found? Number one, this first sign is he must die. By by implication, his death must be sacrificial. Therefore, it's only befitting he was not born in an inn. He had to be born where animals are born. In a manger. That's why John could see him in John chapter 1 verse 29. Behold, the Lamb of God that takes away that says otherwise. Hallelujah. Yes, yes. This one will not be born in a hospital. He will not be born in an inn. He has to be born in a manger with animals like the one he will live to represent. So he identified with his mission at his birth. And that was the sign that God gave these shepherds. Hello? A sign they could not mistake. And in verses 10 of Luke chapter 2, as we move on very quickly, verses 10, moving on. Then the angel said to them, do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good news. That's what good tidings mean good news of great joy which will be to all people. The reason we pray for nations in this house is because we recognize that the coming of Jesus is not just for us. The coming of Jesus is to bring, notice what the Bible said, good news. Not bad news. In many pulpits All over the world they are spewing out bad news. Yes. There is nothing about the gospel that is bad news. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. The gospel of Jesus Christ as God preached it is good news. Amen. Good news. If you want to define what it is, you go read Luke chapter 4. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, He has anointed me. To preach the gospel to the poor. Not to oppress them. Not to fleece them. Not to make them feel bad about themselves. To preach the gospel to the poor. Recovery of sight to the blind. That's good news. If you're a blind man and you need to see, is that not good news? news. To heal those who are broken hearted. Is that not good news? news. And to set free those who are held captive. That is good news. That's our message to our world. Yes. That's the message that Jesus came to declare. He did not come to the world to condemn anybody. Ooh. Oh, you guys don't agree with me on that one. No matter what they are doing. However horrible it is, it is not your business to condemn them. It is only your business To show them the love that God came to demonstrate. And let the love of God convict them to abandon whatever it is they're doing and be relevant with God. That's the good news. The good news is to the world, God loves you. That's the good news. To all people, not just the church. That's the reason we pray for the nations. That's the reason we go to the nations. And this next year, after the service, pick up the handbill, the flyer. Many trips to the nations, January, March, May, October, next year, participate in God's plan. Amen. Perhaps the reason your plan is not working is because you're not working with God. Yes, Lord. Remember, Joseph had to obey God when God said, Move. Yes. The blessings of God are available, they are there, they are ready. But it's important for you to plug in through your obedience. Obey God. Amen? Amen. Good. I know this is Christmas Day. Let's bring this to a a nice uh, close. Let me just read a couple of more verses and we'll be ready to go. Verse 11. For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And this will be the sign to you. You find a baby wrapped in swaddling clothes lying in a manger and suddenly There was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. So, if God gave the shepherds a sign, what sign is he giving you? He gave the shepherds a sign. swaddling clothes, lying in the manger. What sign is he giving to you and I today? All through the Old Testament, we saw the patriarchs ask God for sign. Moses wanted to know how will I know you are sending me God said really what's in your hand drop it It became a snake is that a good sign oh yes that will scare the daylights out of you (laughs) amen Gideon says God you've been with our fathers how will I know that you are the one speaking put a fleece before God bang God showed up but do you know that since the arrival of Jesus Christ, is not giving such signs any longer. In Matthew chapter twelve and Luke chapter eleven, the Jews asked Jesus for a sign. Let's read one, and then I need to tell us what the sign it is has given us. They asked him for a sign. Let's read Luke chapter 11. Uh, hallelujah. Verse 29 and 30. Luke 11, 29 and 30. And while the crowds were thickly gathered together, he began to say, This is an evil generation. It seeks a sign. And no sign will be given to it. Except the sign of Jonah the prophet. What is that sign Jesus? Verse 30. For as Jonah became a sign to the Ninevites. So also the son of man will be to this generation. Matthew chapter 12 verse 39 makes it even clearer. What is the sign to me and you? Simple. Simple. The sign to you and I is to believe that Jesus was in the grave three days and three nights. End of story. That's the sign. Believe the gospel. Believe the fact that he came, born, gave himself up, died, was buried, and he rose again from the dead. You believe that? All kinds of signs will become alive in your life. Amen. Amen. So in closing, So you can go home and unwrap your gifts. Now isn't that funny? He was wrapped, you're going home to unwrap. (laughs) He was wrapped, so you have the privilege of unwrapping. Oh my God, what a God. What a God, what a God, what a God. What What do we take away from this message? Number one. Number one. Remember in Matthew chapter one or chapter two, one of those chapters, When Joseph first discovered that Mary was pregnant, what did the Bible say? He was looking for a way to privately put her away so that she would not be ridiculed. In other words, the marriage was in jeopardy. Hear what I'm about to say. Because I'm about to speak to you now. The context for Jesus' birth was a marriage that was in trouble. But from the moment he was born, there was healing in that relationship. Yes. Joseph never left Mary. Yes. They stuck together. So the first message of you and I, your relationships are made whole Amen. through the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. No matter where you are, no matter who you are, no matter what's happening right now in your home, in your business, in your associations I'm saying to you the first impact of the life of Jesus is to bring healing lift your hands now where you are and receive that healing right now for yourself in the name of Jesus every relationship that you touch that you're a part of whether it's spousal whether it's brothers or sisters whether it's parents to children or children to parents Just as the birth of Jesus over 2,000 years ago brought healing to Joseph from Mary. Even so, in the name of Jesus, what God has put together, let no one put asunder. I declare and decree wholeness to your relationships. In the name of Jesus, be healed where you've been hurt. Be mended where you've been broken in the name of jesus i apply the oil in gilead right now to your relationships husbands loving his wives wives loving the husband both of them honoring one another parents being godly influenced on their children's lives in the name of jesus children Honoring their parents, obeying the voice of God through their parents in the name of Jesus in this house. To everyone under the sound of my voice, you are whole, you are blessed, you are healed in the name of Jesus. The enemy will not find an inroad into your home. In the name of Jesus, we cast down every plan of the devil towards you, concerning you. In the name of Jesus, your children will not make bad choices. They will not disappoint God. They will not disappoint you. They will honor you. They will honor God. In the name of Jesus, blessings upon you now and forever. In the name of Jesus, receive it. Be blessed. By the power of the almighty God. In the name of Jesus.